مرسدس بنز انهایم 855 996 29 66 رامین آریان آریان بابا wa ninu oluwa si ori ero ibani soro yi 09081200200 back on our testimony prophetic link lori facebook at baba testimony 123 lori instagram jesu loluwa702 on the clock on Fresh 107.9 FM Abelkuta. A very good morning to you and welcome to Thursday's edition of Freshly Pressed. My name is Rola Cabello or Derindy, and together we'll be tracking trending stories from newspapers across the country and around the world. And we're going to start off with a story from the Punch newspaper. The heading reads SAN's Afeni Ferry back Akiridulu fault presidency, NEF disagrees. The story goes on to explain that three senior lawyers and groups, including Afeni Ferry and the Yoruba Council of Elders, on Wednesday criticized the presidency over its stand on the Undo state government's ultimatum to herdsmen in the state's forest reserves. But the Northern Elders Forum directed the Fulani herdsmen to disregard the notice to quit forest reserves in the state. Also on Wednesday, the Undo state government said it did not tell herdsmen to leave or it leave its forest but forest reserves which had become hideouts of kidnappers recall that the undo state governor rutmi akiridulu had on monday ordered herdsmen to leave the state's forest reserves within seven days the presidency in a statement by the president's special assistant on media and publicity garba shehu faulted the governor saying he should not act outside his constitutional powers in a telephone interview with the punch the secretary general of yce dr kunle olajide 
described as unconstitutional the reaction of the presidency. Olajide said, any Nigerian is free to live in any part of the country in as much as he lives in peace with the people without engaging in violence or constituting a threat to the survival and well-being of others. But how do you explain a situation where you get to a place and engage in crime and criminality, killing and maiming of innocent people and plundering their farmlands and the likes? Commanding Akere Dolu, he stated, The presidency has turned a deaf ear to the calls of the people and governors of the Southwest for protection from these herders in the last five years. The herders in Yoruba land are Fulani. Therefore, the issue of ethnicizing crime does not arise. The federal government ought to do the needful by calling security officers to act and enforce orders issued by the lawful authority in the state. The Pan-Yoruba group, Afeni Ferry, in a statement titled, Ondo Forest, Fulani Presidency Again, issued by its National Publicity Secretary, Mr. Yinka Udumaki, said the Mohamed Buhari administration had again shown its non-pretense as representing the Fulani interests above other tribes in the country. Afeni Ferry stated, The intervention by what we mistakenly call the federal government of Nigeria on behalf of Morodin Fulani in Undo State against the lawful government in the state did not come to Afeni Ferry as a surprise as it is in line with the non-pretense by the government that it represents only the Fulani interests against those of Yoruba, Igbo, Jukun, Ijo and other tribes in Nigeria. That the federal government and its minions, Garba Shehu, can only hear Undo states when Governor Kuridulu was very loud and clear about herders to vacate forest reserves in the states is symptomatic that this government has a serious problem with hitting the rest of us when the issue involves its anointed Fulani. I'm going to stop right there. Um, you can track the rest of this story in detail from the Punch newspaper. And the heading reads, SAN's Afeni Ferry back Akiri Dulu false presidency. NEF disagrees. So basically, this is coming after the ultimatum that was given to herdsmen in forest reserves across Ondo State by the Ondo State governor or government. And he says basically, seven days ultimatum. Come and do the required registration if you want to graze your cattle in our forest reserves. If not, we give you seven days to leave. Um, but I guess a lot of people assume that the Ondo State governor was saying all Fulani herdsmen in Ondo State should vacate the state. It wasn't about completely. Um, vacating the state it was specifically about the forest reserves and i think just by the name forest reserves right it's obvious that's protected and as such if anybody's going to be doing any sort of agricultural practice in those areas or on any of the lands in the forest reserves the interstate government thinks it's only fair that that person comes to get the required permission and pay whatever fee they need to pay to access the land and also use the land. But I guess, I don't know where wires got crossed, but we got a statement yesterday um, from the presidency basically saying that the Ondo State government does not have the unilateral power to ask the herdsmen to vacate um, the Ondo State forest reserves. So this has been going backwards and forwards and as you heard from this story, um, Yoruba elders also some Senior advocates of Nigeria from the Southwest are in support of the Ondo State Governor and government's role that any 
herdsmen that want to do their business in forest reserves should come and get required permission. They should come and register, basically. The Northern Elders Forum, on the other hand, think they're being witch-hunted and have told the herdsmen in Ondo State to disregard the government's ultimatum. So we're watching. We're watching to see how this all plays out. You can track the rest of the story and read the rest of Afeniferi's statement in detail from the Punch newspaper. Let's move away from that story. The next one we're tracking is coming out of Katsina State. And this one's about a vice principal um, that raped his students and also got her pregnant. And the heading reads, I offered my students between 300 naira and 500 naira to have sex with her. Katsina, vice president, arrested for rape. The vice principal of the Kadan... Kadandani Community School in Rimi local government area of Katsina State, Ibrahim Tukor, who allegedly raped and impregnated a student of the school, has explained the circumstances surrounding the development. He made the explanation in Hausa language to journalists at the police headquarters in Katsina, where he and other suspects were paraded on Wednesday. Tukor and the other suspects were arrested on January 9, 2021. Information, Tukur stated, I am being accused of committing rape and it's true, I committed the crime. I've been having affairs with the girl for eight months now. I used to take her to my house and offer her the sum of between 300 and 500 naira. Some other times I would give her 200 naira to have sex with me. Information, information reaching me right now is that the girl has been delivered of a baby boy for me. I have three wives. The spokesman for the command, S.P. Gambo Isa, told journalists during the parade that the vice principal was arrested on January 9, following a formal report at the Rimi Divisional Police Headquarters by one Ibrahim Sani. Okay, I'm going to stop right there. You can track the rest of this story. It's quite disturbing, to be honest, and it's about a vice principal who's married with three wives who also decided that uh, um, a student in, in the secondary school that he principals over is worthy of rape and he did that serial sex. He had serial sex with her. And this young lady ended up pregnant. She's been delivered of a baby. I saw the story yesterday. And yesterday they said the child in question was a 12-year-old. A 12-year-old. This is a vice principal we are talking about. And this story happened in Katsina State. I often wonder how we're going to have a proper you know, criminal check for people that we put in positions of power, especially when they're in charge of children. There are a lot of sick people in positions that they shouldn't be in, preying on innocent, vulnerable children. And I'm happy that, you know, this man in particular has been caught. But I wonder if the young girl didn't end up pregnant, would we ever have heard this story? So the pregnancy is evidence of his crime. Let's move away from that. Let's move away from Katsina. And the next one we're tracking still on the Punch newspaper tonight. Maina Bill requests to evade arrest. Flee to U.S., says EFCC. The Economic and Financial Crimes Commission on Wednesday said the former chairman of the Pension Reform Task Team, Abdurashid Maina's bail request, is to evade arrest and flee to the United States of America. The commission, in a fresh court document, said Maina wanted to flee to the U.S., where he and his family are equally citizens. The story goes on to explain... 
The commission in a fresh court document said Maina wanted to flee to the U.S. where he and his family are equally citizens, it said. After jumping court bail, Maina sneaked to the Niger Republic to obtain new travel documents at the U.S. Embassy in Niamey to enable him flee back to the U.S. where he and his family are equally citizens. The EFCC noted that Maina decided to go for fresh travel documents because his earlier ones had been deposited with the registrars of the Federal High Court and the High Court of the Federal Capital Territory as part of the conditions attached to the bill granted him last year by both courts. The commission which filed the document in opposition to a fresh bail application by Meina cautioned the courts against admitting him to bail again in view of his antecedents. The EFCC faulted Mena's claim of deteriorating health and on which he hinged his fresh bill application. The first defendant, Mena, did not suffer or undergo any treatment for health challenge in his knee, whether in Nigeria or the Niger Republic, the commission said. It added that it had on October 2, 2020, filed an affidavit to debunk the false claims of the first defendant about undergoing treatment of his knee at the Maitama General Hospital, Abuja. Recall that the Expansion Reform Task Team Chairman is being tried on money laundering charges before a federal high court in Abuja and was later found by the court to have jumped bail and fled to the Niger Republic. You can stop. I'm going to stop right there. You can track the rest from the Punch newspaper. EFC is asking the court to not grant Mena bail because they say if he's granted bail, he's going to evade arrest and flee to the U.S. Now, remember the last time they had to go and get him where he fleed? Abi, he, he took off and basically absconded to Niger Republic. Now, the EFCC is saying that when he did that, he actually went to the U.S. Embassy in Niger Republic to go and get new travel documents that Mena and his entire, entire family are equally U.S. citizens and the EFCC is worried that if he's granted bail, he's going to flee to the U.S. and perhaps not come back to, you know, answer for the crimes that, you know, he's alleged to have committed. So they are saying no. That even in Abuja, in Niger Republic, he's never gone for any treatment on his knee and that he submitted an affidavit to that effect on the 2nd of October last year. But that this is a fresh bail suit and they're asking the courts basically not to grant Mena bail so he doesn't evade arrest and flee to the US. I mean, see how conniving that is. The courts have already seized his existing passport. So what does Mena do? Go to Niger Republic, get to the US Embassy and get brand new travel documents. So I'm inclined to believe that what the EFCC fears just might be what Mena is planning. But let's see what the courts say. You can track the rest of that story from the Punch newspaper. Still on the Punch newspaper tonight, we're going to the foreign scene right now. Biden calls for end to division, signs executive order reversing Trump policies. Joe Biden was on Wednesday sworn in as the 46th president of the United States at a scaled-down ceremony overseen by over 20,000 National Guards in Washington, D.C. Biden took the oath of office administered by U.S. Chief Justice John Roberts and became the oldest U.S. president in history at age 78. The president, in his inaugural address, pledged to end the uncivil war in the deeply divided country, reeling from a battered economy and a raging coronavirus pandemic that has killed more than 400,000 Americans. He said, to overcome these challenges, to restore the soul and secure the future of America requires so much more than words. It requires the most elusive of all things in a democracy, unity.
We must end this on civil war that Pete's red against blue, rural versus urban, conservative versus liberal. We can do this if we open our souls instead of hardening our hearts. The National Mall, usually packed with throngs of supporters, was filled with U.S. flags. In a reminder of the pandemic, Biden will confront as the president. Speaking on the steps of the Capitol, where supporters of the then-President Donald Trump clashed with police in a chaotic assault that left five dead on January 6, Biden cast his ascension as proof that the attackers had failed to disrupt the undermining's of American democracy. I beg your pardon, the underpinnings of American democracy. Here we stand, just days after a riotous mob thought they could use violence to silence the will of the people, to stop the work on our democracy, to drive us from this sacred ground. It did not happen. It will never happen. Not today, not tomorrow, not never, Biden said. Biden's running mate, Kamala Harris, the daughter of immigrants from Jamaica and India, became the first black person, first woman, and first Asian American to serve as vice president after she was sworn in by U.S. Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor, the court's first Latina member. Trump, who did not accept the election defeat, skipped the ceremony as he refused to meet with Biden or attend his successor's inauguration, breaking with a political tradition seen as affirming the peaceful transfer of power. He also did not mention his successor during his last address at the Joint Base Andrew, from where he boarded Air Force One for the last time and flew to his Mar-a-Lago retreat in Florida. Two Republicans, including Vice President Mike Pence and the party's congressional leaders, attended Biden's inauguration, along with former presidents Barack Obama, George W. Bush, Bill Clinton, and their spouses. The president, Mohamedou Buhari, said his presidency looked forward to the presidency of the new U.S. president with great hope. In a statement by his senior special assistant on media and publicity, Garba Shehu, titled President Buhari, we look forward to working with President Joe Biden, Vice President Kamala Harris. Buhari expressed the hope that presidency of Biden and Harris would strengthen cooperation and support for Nigeria and Africans. You can track the rest of this story from the Punch newspaper. Biden calls for end to division signs executive order reversing Trump policies and he has become the 46th president of the United States of America. We also have the very first black vice president in the USA and obviously it's a woman so I'm excited about that, excited about Joe Biden's presidency as well and I woke up this morning to see a video of Joe Biden putting a call through to a Nigerian family and that warmed my heart a little I guess because I'm Nigerian I don't really know why (laughs) but yeah that made me a little excited just watching him interact with the kids of that family and stuff so everybody's excited the whole world is watching to see how the next four years in the USA is going to turn out and how in turn that affects us you know as part of the world so let's see we say congratulations to him they say he's reversed trump's policies <laughs> so that'll be quite interesting also donald trump did not attend the inauguration and that's the first time in 150 years uh leaving president hasn't attended his successor's inauguration not good at all also the traditional handover between first ladies never occurred and i was watching a report that suggested that melania trump that's donald trump's wife former first lady of the USA actually wanted to do that handover with Jill Biden but that Donald Trump said no to it. <laughs> Obviously, he's not too happy. I don't know why. People and his supporters 
still think they were robbed of the election, but I guess Americans have decided. And now it is final. It is written in history. Joe Biden is the 46th president of the United States. Let's move away from the USA and bring it home to Oyo and Ogun. Yes, I see Oyo and Ogun because the story concerns both states. From the Punch newspaper, Makinde offers Daniel PDP leader in Ogun. The governor of Oyo State, Shei Makinde, on Wednesday held a closed-door meeting with a former governor of Ogun State, Otumbagbinga Daniel, in his country home in Shagamu, Ogun State. The meeting was later followed by the offer of the People's Democratic Party leadership in the state. The offer it was gathered was to end the lingering crisis among the members of the party in the state. The party is divided into three factions. Daniel, who had announced his exit from partisan politics, was reportedly wooed back to the party by Makinde. Makinde was accompanied by former governor of Oshun State, Olagunsoyo in Lola, and some leaders of the PDP in the Southwest. The Oyo State governor was quoted to have maintained that Daniel was in the best position to provide leadership for the party in the state. According to a statement issued by the media office of Daniel, Makinde disclosed that he recognized the capacity of Daniel to reconcile all aggrieved factions of the party in the state. He recalled the positive role Daniel played during the process leading to his emergence as flag bearer of the PDP in Oyo State. That is why he felt it is important that he takes charge of the party in Ogun State. He further posited that the national leadership of the PDP would not have any choice than to toe the line of the party leadership in the region than to toe the line of the party leadership in the region when they find that there is unity and all are speaking with one voice, the statement said. Daniel, in his remarks, said the PDP remained a good brand in Ogun State. He advised that the only way for the party is to redefine the character of leadership for the party for character of leadership for the party, the statement added. And all this is coming from Governor of Oyo State, Shei Makinde, as he offers Daniel, that's Benga Daniel, PDP leadership in Ogun State. So they say currently PDP in Ogun, Ogun State has three factions, and the Governor of Oyo State reckons that um, Benga Daniel basically can bring the, all factions together, can you know make unity occur in PDP Ogun State, and he wants that to happen, sir. So. He's put, pushing for him and offering Daniel PDP leadership in Ogun State. It's quite interesting. I mean, we're in an APC administration in Ogun State right now, and you would think that there'll be an active opposition, for good or for bad, you know, keeping the current administration on their toes, holding them or holding them accountable, you know, but not re- nothing much is really happening, and it makes you wonder. But it makes a lot of sense when they say there are three factions. So which one of the three factions really wants to <laughs> wants to champion the fight as opposition? It'll be nice to see unity occur if they want to stand any chance at all come 2023 elections. But that's the situation. According to Punch newspaper, Makinde offers Daniel PDP leader in Ogun. Let's not forget that, you know, there's also already the drama between whether or not Shea Makinde is the PDP leader in your state or not in Oyo State. Just this week, we got information that um, PDP leadership from Lagos State came to Oyo State over the past weekend to come and sh- show their support and solidarity for Shei Makinde and they want him to be the leader. But yeah, let's see how it all pans out. Moving away from that story, the next one we're tracking on the show tonight is from on the show this morning. Don't let me take us back in time. It's 7.22 on the AM side and this is Fresh 107.9 FM Abel Kuta. It's from the Vanguard newspaper and the heading reads Students, landlords, tango over rent during school closure. 
When schools at all levels were closed last March as a result of the outbreak of coronavirus disease in the country, nobody envisaged that the closure would take nearly a year. The closure of universities particularly was aggravated by the strike by members of the Academic Staff Union of Universities, ASU, which even started before COVID-19 trauma set in, and while other levels of education were reopened partially and gradually, most universities remained shut. However, as university students begin to resume on campuses from January 18, the issue of who bears the cost of accommodation of students who rents houses off campus while the shutdown lasted has become topical. While hostel accommodation in most universities goes for reasonable amounts like 60,000 naira a year for Futa Scoop and even 8,000 for Akindeko Hall at the Federal University of Technology Akure, students pay reasonably higher amounts for private accommodation outside the campus. Grace, a geology student in Futa, who lives off campus, said she paid her house rent barely a month before the closure. I have not spent a month, but we were asked to go home. In fact, I thought we would just be away for a few weeks and I did not take along many many clothes. It was after staying at home for a few months that I had to go back. I had to go and buy some clothes. Now, the landlord wants me to bear the rent for the months that I was away. I agreed that my belongings were kept in the room while away, but we were away for almost a year, and if it were normal school holiday, we could not have stayed that long, and that would be understandable, she said. Lifted, an accountancy student at the University of Benin, noted that only understanding of the situation will prevent face-off between students and their landlords. Most students at the Ogbowo main campus will live off campus, stay in Ekosodin area because of the closeness to campus. The moment schools were shut, some stayed back hoping it would not take long before the reopening, but that was not the case. Now, in the circumstance, students are likely to lose out. Some landlords are retired and they live on rent too. Should we say they don't have a right to their properties? The only way out is that the burden is shared between the students and their landlords because no side would want to lose out completely he said i'm going to stop right there you can track the rest of the story and hear accounts from students and also landlords about you know the tango that is ensuing over rent during school closure a very a very peculiar situation but like one of the the people that was asked in that report actually stated it would involve a lot of compromise between the students and the landlord so that nobody loses out completely we've got bills to pay we're taking a quick commercial break when we come back i'll open up the studio line and you can be part of the conversation. Don't go anywhere, don't touch that dial. It's Fresh 107.9 FM at Belkuta. Our friend Oliver is what you call a man with a huge appetite. Gigantic, actually. And if there's one phrase we have come to know Oliver for, it is this. More data, please. No matter what we offer him. More data, please. So, guess what we did? We heard Glow created new data plans for people like Oliver and we got him exactly that. And guess what Oliver said? Excuse me, please, is this all for me? Only me? Now, Oliver certainly has more than enough data. All thanks to the Glow Mega Data Plans. With the longer validity you get on Glow Mega Data Plans, you can work from home with ease, run your business better, download non-stop, stream music and movies endlessly, learn online and share data with anyone. No worries. Get 225 gigabytes at 30,000 Naira for 30 days, 425 gigabytes at 50,000 Naira for 90 days, and 1 terabyte at 100,000 Naira for a year. Dial star 777-HASH now to start enjoying these mega- the plans. Glow Unlimited. 
27 on the clock on Fresh 107.9 FM at Bill Kuta. Welcome back to Freshly Pressed. The studio lines are live. If you want to join the conversation this morning, the numbers to dial are 80 1079 On Twitter, you can drop comments at Fresh FM at Belkuta. So this Thursday morning, we're doing it a little different. Um, the listeners, you are officially my co-hosts and analysts on the show this morning. So if you call the studio lines, I'd like to hear your thoughts on the stories that we've tracked so far. The numbers to dial once again, 80 1079 90 And this is Freshly Pressed on Fresh 107. Point nine FM at Belkuta. Let's take our first call this morning. Hello, good morning. Hi there, good morning. Nice to have you on the show. Welcome, sir. Let's have your contribution. Yeah, I knew about the rent that we call some buhaha hmm. concerning the lockdown. Okay. Ahead of time, I knew that. Hmm. And my advice now to both parties is that they share the rent 50 50. Okay. So that nobody uh, loses completely. Yes, that mm. is it. Yeah. Okay. That is it. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you very much, sir. Zero eight zero thirty three twenty two ten seven nine zero nine zero seven eight hundred ten seven nine. Those are the numbers to dial if you want to be part of this morning's freshly pressed. We're still tracking stories for you on the show this morning, and I'll take another call before we dive into our next story. Hello. Good morning. Hey. Hello, good morning, uh, Good morning to you today. What's yeah, your name, Bolaring, please? Bolaring, Bolaring from Ishagawile. Welcome, Mr. Bolaring Bolaho. It was a yeah, pleasure. I want to have uh, my take in some uh, topics, uh, little topics. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I remember that in that minor, mm. I think minor don't deserve anything like uh, am I going to put uh, bill okay. anymore because they have given him in, in, in the first place and he has misused it. You know, by trying to abscond mm. you know, to America. You know, so, so someone like that, nobody can even, you know, be like a shorty. 
Hmm. For him, you understand? Yeah. So he has really missed it, you know. So I, I would advise the government not to even attempt it, let alone, you know, doing it. Mm. So that's about that. Okay. The student, yes. you know, taking so much, you know, <laughs> strike action, you know, is, I know it's going to be like this issue. Mm. You understand? That's why I said it on this guy initially, maybe a couple of days ago, that. If government can be able to do something like palliative for okay. students too, okay. you understand, for their assumption, you understand, mm. most importantly, the NAS, you understand, that's the National Association of Students, mm. you understand, they should make a kind of a program to give them something like a palliative, you okay. know, I don't know how they can prepare that, to solve or solve some issues mm. that will come like this. Because I will appeal to the, you know, landlords too, Hmm. Because they have really done well for them by securing hmm. their goods for the you know months without no you know no obstructions or anything. Okay. So they should consider that I mean the students to pay their money. But I will appeal to the landlord that they should take part payment, like maybe half of it, okay. you know, of the payment, you know, so that they can be able to be comfortable. Okay. Because it's not going to be easy. You know, like if it is somebody now, maybe somebody that is working, mm. you will know that, okay, I have my house, I leave the house, so I didn't go there for one year, mm. I need to pay my rent. You know, but mm. these people are students, they are going to pick up the money from their parents. Yes. So it's going to be an hard one. So government should help, why the landlords should help. Thank you very much, Sister. Thank you so much, Mr. Falarin Gwalaho. We appreciate you and your contribution. 80 Those are the numbers to dial. And don't forget, you can always drop comments for us on Twitter at FreshFM at The next story I have for you this morning is about the NIN registration. And this one's coming from the Punch newspaper. It says, 21 million subscribers still without NIN, says Telcos. A total of about 143 million subscriber identification modules are now identifiable to the National Identity Management Commission for registration with their respective national identity numbers, telecommunication operators said on Wednesday. Mobile operators also explained that the number of subscribers without NINs was about 21 million as the deadline for the registration of SIMs with valid NINs draws near. Speaking on behalf of the firms, the Chairman Association of Licensed Telecommunications Operators of Nigeria, Benga Adibayo, told correspondents that the number of NINs submitted by the telecom sector to the NIMC was for about 143 million SIMs. The federal government, through the Nigerian Communications Commission, had announced on Tuesday that so far, a total of 47.8 million NINs had been collected by the mobile operators at an average of three to four SIMs per subscriber. This means many millions will be linked up before the deadline in February 2021, the government had stated. Providing further explanation on the figure released by the government, Adebayo said, we collected 47.8 million NINs at an average of three to four SIM cards per person or enrollee. So on further average, we have about 3.5 SIMs per person. And when multiplied by 47.8 million, that is about 167 million. Now, if we take a lower rate, say an average of three SIM cards per person, it is about 143 million SIM cards. He added, therefore, what this means is that about 143 million SIM cards now have their NINs identifiable to the NIMC. This is what the numbers look like right now. Okay, the story goes on to say, 
that basically asked to state the number of subscribers without NINs, Adibaya replied that the figure was around 21 million. He said, if we take this number, 143 million SIM cards, and compare it with the 207 million subscriber records that we have, then the numbers are not looking bad because you will be looking at about 63 or 64 million SIM cards that do not have NINs at an average of about three SIMs per person. It then means that we have about 20 to 21 million people without NINs yet. Adebayo said the telcos hope that more subscribers would ha- would be able to get their NINs, submit the identity numbers to mobile operators, and have them forwarded to NIMC before the February 9, 2021 deadline. I'm going to stop right there. You can track this story in detail from the Punch newspaper. Um, I'm going to start off first with saying that there was an extension because the initial deadline was supposed to be the 19th of January and the government gave us an extension till the 9th of February um, to basically link our NINs to our SIM cards. Now, the mobile phone operators, the telcos are saying that about 47 million NI, uh, 43 million NINs were registered and they are basically approximating saying at a rate of between three to four SIM cards per person. So they are approximating and saying that 143 million SIM cards now have their NINs with NIMC for validation and that there are just 21 million subscribers left that haven't linked their NINs to their SIM cards and they are approximating that they have 207 million subscribers and they are hoping that if the remaining 21 million still on three still on an average of three to four SIM cards per person if they do their registration as well that you know they would have covered a large number of you know mobile phone subscribers but I'm thinking there's 200 million of us in this country. They already have 43 million NINs, according to them, and they are expecting 21 million more. So that's about 60, 64 million NINs that the telcos will have and that they will have to submit to NIMC for validation. But it makes you wonder what happened to the other 140 million Nigerians. Are they saying all oh, the other 140 million Nigerians do not use mobile phones? Let me also add that some people have been, you know, registering their mother's telephone number, their brother's SIM card, their grandmother's SIM card with their own personal NIN. So they're right when they say some people three to four SIMs, but I think the average Nigerian probably has two. Two, three to four, you'd have to have how many mobile phones? <laughs> well, you're not doing firewall business, but anyway, that's what NIN and NIMC have to say um, about, you know, the NIN registration. Let's not forget that there's still a lot of criticism about this registration during a pandemic because obviously we've seen pictures from the registration centers and how social distancing and the non-pharmaceutical interventions for coronavirus are actually quite hard to adhere to at those NIMC registration centers. But the government insists that by 9th of February, they want all mobile phone users to link their NINs to their SIM cards. Let's take another call on the show. 080-3322-1079-090-7800-1079. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning to you. What's your name, please, and where are you calling from? I'm Wahid. I'm calling from Abelkuta. Nice to have you on the show, Wahid from Abelkuta. Let's yes. have your contribution this morning. Yes, I appreciate you for the good work you are doing. Thank you very much, yes. sir. Yes, on the issue of the students, mm. uh, one of them has said it, that uh, nobody wants to bear the whole uh, bronze. Yes. Uh, some people, uh, the, some of the landlords, they are using those, uh, uh, their, their assets, mm. I mean, their houses. As their pension. As Hmm. Yes, as, and their pension to, to feed themselves and their family. Hmm. Some some of them will still have uh, children at secondary school. 
So uh, I think we should see how we can go to a compromise and see how we can understand ourselves, maybe share it 50-50, and uh, we'll go on our own way so, so that there won't be any issues. That is number one. Number two, on the issue of PDP, coming down to Abelkuta to talk to former governor of the state, I, I, I don't want to say those people are just wasting their time. Some of the loyalists of, the, of that uh, man, mm. they are in this uh, present administration. <laughs> they are political appointees in this government. Mm. So mm. how would you tell Daniel to, 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 to tell his loyalist to mm. leave this government and they come back to PDP, mm. uh, where they are presently hitting, mm. where they are, they are, they are port, port is now? So I think PDP should look in what? They should have their background information before coming down to Abelkuta all the time to talk to this man. <laughs> he has even told us that he has retired yes, from uh, active politics. politics. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so, and he has also instructed his loyalists uh, towards the, the, the end of that 2009, lead up to the election, mm. to go to PDP, I mean APC. And I, I don't know whether PDP members are not uh, aware of that. And they, they have been coming to Abelkuta to talk to him. I don't know. They are politicians. They know how they do their things. Hmm. As I just want to tell them not to waste much of their time and look inward and see how they can build the party in the state and all that. Hmm. So we have, we need vibrant opposition, no hmm. doubt. We, we, we need it both at federal level and, and at state the state level. level. I agree. Yes. We are, we are not happy the way things are, are going. And we need to put our government on their toes. It, it, we, 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 they need constructive criticism, not that we we'll just be condemning their activities and policies. No, that is not what we are saying. Let us put them on their toes so that we can all uh, be beneficiaries of better government. Hmm. That is what we are saying. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you very much. Very nicely said, Mr. Wahid. I appreciate you and your contribution. But Adam Lola 3 on Twitter has this to say. He says, congrats to Joe Biden and his record-breaking Vice Kamala. But it's just too bad that Trump chose not to attend such an inauguration. On Ogun PDP leadership, once a politician, always a politician. This makes politics in Ogun State more interesting. But Adam Lola says on students and their rent, the landlord should please share the burdens with the students 50-50. It's not that easy on most people. And same goes to the landlords who depend solely on rent to manage themselves. God help us. Hello, good morning. Good morning, Rola Kebelo. Good morning, Kaede, Tisa. Calling from Abekuta. Welcome, Mr. Kaede. Nice to na, have you here. Now, you the waka. Yes, so now let me waka come. God bless you. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> God will bless you. God will bless every one of us. Amen. Uh, I, I will be talking, um, uh, tracking this issue in this line of wisdom this morning. Mm. When we talk about the issue of people representing uh, our political space, how do we see Papa Obasanjo that had told us that um, he has probably resigned from uh, partisanship? Mm. But then, some people that has even still in governance to, to today, they will always visit his home in Abekuta and then ask for his um, um, prayers and everything like that. You see, we shouldn't just assume the idea that these people, these people are still very, very relevant. There's no doubt about it. I give it to Sheima Kinde and... Um, our former governor in Ogusti coming together again. Uh, they always say their interest matters, and even the interest of us all matters most. We need people like this to come up when we have issues like we have in, in the southwest that people are being killed and maimed every other day is coming up. They need to come together like this and talk, not only in terms of politics. Mm. And uh, let me say this. We 
are always held responsible for what we have. And what do we have? We have the constitution. If I am sworn to any constitution to protect life and properties, how do I now behave? Should I now behave as if I, I, it, is, it is normal for anybody to just kill, to maim and abduct people that I'm probably being sworn to, to protect and bend their property as well? No, I shouldn't do go that way. I must be able to show that I am sensible, I have the wisdom of God, that I am so discovery in knowledge and potential, so that I'll be able to give it to them as they have given it to me in terms of their mandate. But we will see people that are talking from the presidency today. They are saying that, look, uh, you can't uh, ask people to leave your forest, and you can't... Where were they? They are so quick to recover, I mean, to recover themselves, and then give support to the Fulanis when anything has to do with Fulani. These are the things the Yoruba elders are saying. And I join them to say that you cannot continue to cross your leg in Asso Rock and think that things are working fine in the length and breadth of the country. No, things are happening that you cannot be faithfully say. I mean, I'm putting your 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 debt and comfort so for not for even for you to transcend thank your you, own Thank you. Very thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yes, so, sir. In the nutshell, Nigeria should think twice and then come together on behalf of the Southwest now so that we'll be able to put things in shape. We we'll want to send away all these maroodas and hoodlums. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Mr. Kaede. We appreciate you for your contribution. 080-3322-1079. Hello, good morning. Hello. Hello, Ronaka. Good morning. Good morning, good morning to you. On the line. Mr. Solomon, welcome. Welcome. Nice yeah. to have you on the show, sir. Uh, Ronaka. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, in Yoruba land, mm. We like noise making. <laughs> we talk too much. Mm. And when we talk too much, when you talk, no action. Hmm. Like, let me take you back in memory. Okay. You, the former governor of uh, Ekiti State, hmm. Ushukumole. Okay. I am not a fan of Ushukumole. Hmm. When the issue of these X-Men, let me not call them full at me. Okay. The, 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 because of uh, what people have zeroed their mind to, to, to turn themselves to. Hmm. Just want to be mysterious and misinformed people. Who will have the assurance that those who are currently talking about, there's no Yoruba among them. Hmm. So what are we saying? So the former government of Ekiti did with this particular issue without making noise. It did not give them a dead, uh, uh, deadline that they should leave. And don't care if I want to ask you this money. You are giving them seven days automation. Within that seven days, hmm. if truly they want to cause havoc, do you know how many people that we are going to be lost? Hmm. How many people are going to be kidnapped from within that seven days? Hmm. Look, we like, we love talking. The governor know the right thing to do. Let him, what is the purpose of creating a motorcycle in London? Hmm. Are they overwhelmed too? Hmm. Hmm. We see what Amatekun is doing in Oyo. Even when uh, some some of your member press hmm. want to misinform us last week, the Amatekun commander came out and told us what really happened. Hmm. And the, the, the so-called the expert chairman in Oyo have not debunked that particular uh, uh, operation hmm. that they went there together. So the government know the right thing to do. Let's 
them stop making headlines because if you say something now, people will look for fun. I want to give you an example. Okay. Nigeria will say, ah, Mr. President is not talking to Nigeria and I know mm. that. And when Mr. President talks, they will say, ah, we he can't hear what he's saying. When you know that he talks, it's not making sense. Why do you want him to talk in the first place? <laughs> that is Nigeria for you. We talk too much in that way. The governor should stop playing politics. Let him go into action and deal with the situation. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you so much for your contribution. I think it was Ebenezer Obey that said it, that there's almost nothing you can do in this life to please people. If you do, they complain. If you don't do, they complain as well. And especially when it comes to politics, it's always hard to determine, you know, people's intentions. Are they doing it for the good of the people? Are they doing it for the good of themselves and potentially, you know, positions that they might be vying for in the future? But when it comes to security, that's the one thing we expect that nobody should be playing politics with. Security of lives and people people's properties very important everybody's complaining about the state of insecurity across the nation not just in the north even now in the southwest hello good evening good morning hello hello good morning Rana. good morning to you honorable larry jaji welcome on the show today god bless you my sister yes. now you only well, now only you are yes, so, now so i see you <laughs> welcome you, my thank sister. you amen thank you. let me quickly go to the nine of the team okay. i think it's good that it has been extended now mm. Uh, because yes, I don't blame the government. Let us have the database of everybody. But that's not that's everybody. At the end of the day, it's only going to be about sixty-three million people. Well, if they can be able to achieve for everybody to have been better, but I mean, the rural dwellers, I don't know how they are going to be exactly. That majority of Nigerians are going to have their, you know, number linked the NIN of the thing. So that crime is going to definitely reduce. If you do anything to a particular number, that is why you have to tell people to be very careful. Don't bother anybody. Your phone now. Hmm. Don't tell everybody to operate the ATM. So you have to be careful so that you don't get yourself involved with what you don't know hmm. anything about. And consequently, I think they do. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm still in support of him. He's the, you know, the chief security officer of his state, and he has to do everything humanly possible to protect his people. You know, yes, federal government has the right to say, okay, don't do this, don't do that. But as a Nigerian an entity, you need to live in peace with one another. Hmm. But in a situation where your own peace is becoming and I'm peaceful to me, I have to tell you to leave me and let me live in peace. Let me allow other people to call what I get. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, Honorable Larry Jaji. Thank you for your contribution. Shegung Bogi on Twitter says, I don't know why President is trying to create unnecessary issues out of what Ondo government did about unregistered herdsmen. Can cocoa or coffee farmers from Ondo go to Kaduna State and start clearing lands and raising seedlings without permission from the landowners? Very valid question. I like that. Critical Scorpio on Twitter says, It was a pandemic. It makes it complex, but from Landlord Tenant Act, the discretion lies with the landlord. If the PDP Southwest behaving like a worrying couple that is good news for apc thank you so much critical scorpio on twitter i appreciate you akorede camille goes on to say on ogun pdp Otumbagbenga daniel has the political acumen to bring warring factions together so i shared the idea with governor makinde we shouldn't miss it it is not to tell anyone to defect to pdp but to settle lingering crisis within the party the story actually said that pdp ogun state currently has three factions and that governor shay makinde reckons that that Otumbagbenga Daniel can bring those warring factions together. Not so much those that have potted or those that have, you know, moved to another party. The existing PDP members that are not united, he reckons that Otumbagbenga Daniel is the man that can unite them. Let's take another call. Hello, good morning. Hello. Hi, good morning. Yes, sir. Good morning. 
My name, my name is Paul Oni. I'm calling from Abeokuta. Welcome, Mr. Paul Oni. Nice to have you on the show today. Welcome. Let's where, have a contribution, where sir. That, where is Akim Karim? Like every good couple, yes, I've pushed him to the other room. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> please, please, forgive me, forgive, forgive me, bring him back. Uh, He'll be here on Tuesday, God willing. <laughs> okay, well, thank you, sir. To him. <laughs> Yes, uh, the federal government has shown mm. that they are for full alliance alone. It has never happened like that in this country. Their concern for cows shows that cows' life matter more to them than human life. I've always wanted to tell people in Botswana they have more cows than human beings. <laughs> Yet they don't. They don't roam. The cows don't roam. This is 2021. They still want to do behave like we are in 2030. <laughs> Open grazing is no more fashionable anywhere in the world hmm. where they have cows. Hmm. So many. It's a business that should be confined to a to a to, to a place. They are using it to terrorize and to to kill people. And the, 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 the forest reserve of government is the property of government mm. for grooming special trees mm. for timber and for other things. So if the, the chief security officer of Bodo State is on point and we should stand by him. Mm. And that's what we should do. As for need, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm appealing to all our people to mm. struggle and get the need. It's good for us to be identified. We can then struggle for digital and electronic voting through that. Many things will work if all of us are on that main program. Hmm. I support it and I appeal to our people to do that. For coronavirus, God will help us. We should obey the protocols. Hmm. We should obey the protocols strictly. I've seen people die. I know people that have died. And I've seen people that that suffered Hmm. from coronavirus. Hmm. It is real. That's my appeal to our people. Good morning. God bless you. Amen. Thank you very much, Mr. Poloni. I appreciate you for your contribution, as always. It's 7.52 on the clock on Fresh 107.9 FM at Belkuta. I've got time to take one, maybe two more calls before I say my thank yous. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning to you. What's your name, please, and where are you calling us from today? Many days calling from uh, Obada. Nice to have you on the show. Welcome. Let's have your contribution. Hey, madam, like, I don't know. Maybe you have uh, read news concerning new new um, new, new retirement age for teachers age sixty-five. Yes. I didn't read it, but I'm aware. You want to say something yes. about that? Yes. yes okay. Yes, go yes, ahead, yes, sir. Yes. 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 To me, it is only the new salary structure. That is needed now. Okay. Why do I? Why? There is no use to be injected into into the teaching profession. Hmm. Go to schools now. Many who are on the level 14, 15, 16 hmm. are having not less than 10 periods per week to teach, meaning that many are redundant. Hmm. The present redundancy is even creating administrative bottleneck. Hmm. When subordinates are on the same grade level with their superior mm. officers, what do you think will happen? Mm. It will even encourage people to start altering their documents. Mm. 
welcome. Good morning. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, sir. I wish we had more time. If we did, I'd have tried to, you know, take go through that particular story about the retirement age but unfortunately it's 7 54 and i'm taking my very last call on the show right now hello good morning hello good morning yes good morning to you please can you turn down the volume of your own radio yes i can thank you very much sir your name please and where are you calling from thank you very much sir thank you I want to complain about public providers of things. Uh, okay. I had a, uh, I had an NIN. Okay. And I sent it to MTN. Mm. They, com- they continue to send conflicting information to me. Mm. At one time they will say I am protected. At one time they will say I'm sending an invalid uh, NIN. Mm. So. Let uh, them know what what we should do. Ah, Daddy, at this point, it's sounding like you might have to go to NIMC office to go and validate your NIN. Uh, uh, I am a ninety-two-year-old man. Ah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. We're gonna. I'm definitely going to look into that. Um, and that's part of why we are complaining that this is the wrong time to have this registration. Thank you very much, sir. I'll find out more information and on Tuesday or maybe tomorrow, Omawale Bakari can feed you with more info about this NIN registration. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for calling. That's exactly why we are complaining. We are in a pandemic. How do we expect our elderly, our vulnerable, our you know those that might be even disabled that don't have access to these facilities to do their registration to but it seems like some people are listening others just want it to be done in a short time regardless of the the problems or the the limitations you know attached to the registration i'm out of time i also imbo adishina olu strings on twitter says morning rolake as abrupt as as abrupt a decree of Undo's governor against the herdsmen is, the response of Mr. President shows a lot of prejudice. Yoruba leaders really need to plan for their own. There are many banned businesses in the North too. Thank you so much. I appreciate you and I appreciate every single person that's called me on the show today. Everybody that dropped a comment on Twitter. This is the last edition with Rolake for the week, but I'll be back next week, God willing. And I want to make this official announcement because I realize that a lot of um, my listeners in Abel Kuta do not realize that um, the last month of 2020, I actually got married. So I've added another name to my name. So I am Rolake Bello or Daring Day. Thank you very much. Have a fantastic rest of your day. And do not forget to um, use all the non-pharmaceutical interventions. This is Fresh 107.9 FM at Belkuta. Have a fantastic rest of your day. Fresh Hearing the best makes you feel your best. land of promise It's not home for me It's not home for me Oh, I believe I receive Of this land of promise Where I stand to be blessed Not home for me Not home for me I believe I believe This land of glory 
Do not be afraid, do not be afraid, do not be afraid 